What's going on, everybody? You are now tuned into the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy Sean Pesos. And your boy Russ Digi. Back again, man. Yes, sir. We in here. Preseason has officially started. Boom hype. Officially. So how you how you doing this week, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. How about yourself? Man, other than a few uh comments that's been made. On these news networks, these football networks, you know, I've been, I've been good. Woo! They talking spicy. Yes, yeah, a lot, it's a lot of paprika going around. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh man, sounds like they coming for your boy, huh? Oh, they coming for a lot of people. <laughs> lot, not just my boy. Yeah, yeah, they talking wild, man. I'm, I'm excited though. Let's get into it. All right, where you want to start? You want to start with Dallas and that whole debacle? Yeah, we can go ahead and touch on everything since my boys kind of got at them this past weekend. So, yeah, okay. we're getting to all of that. Okay, well, you know what? Let's start there, the preseason game. Okay. Because I, I missed uh, that game, so you got to tell me what happened. All right, no problem. So, you know, of course, the Cowboys played my 49ers. Um, it was the opening preseason game. So, for the most part, you don't really see the starters too long. But Dak did play a series. And um, in the series he played – they could not run the ball at all. Um, they ended up having 35 yards total for the game, like rushing yards total. And um, once they got into the red zone, they were kind of stifled. It was third down. It was a batted ball. Dak ended up catching it and going down, and then they had to kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, my boys were kind of it, – it was a defensive effort. Uh, the Cowboys' defense definitely was pretty solid through the first half. Mm-hmm. Um just to give it a light recap, because you know it's preseason, Dallas ended up uh, losing 17-9. They only had three field goals, That's so we didn't let them score. And um, we had two touchdowns, two passing touchdowns to Jalen Hurd. He had both of the touchdowns, and, of course, we kicked a field goal. Yeah, Hurd, he um, showed out. Yeah, man, he was doing his thing. And uh, all, of, all of our um, – our young receivers, they were playing, man. Debo Samuel caught a, a pass all over the dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and they really couldn't hold our young receivers. So it's looking like it's going to be competitive. But okay. our defense, man, it was surprising how good they were hitting. Uh, they were tackling legally, but they were laying laying some hits. There was a couple penalties that they didn't like towards the uh, end of the third quarter, and they just, they just shut them down. So okay. for the most part um, – just kind of leading into the drama since we know they got a couple contract disputes. Um, so far, they need some form of running game to have some stability. So Yeah, because running back Z. by committee in Dallas is not going to make up for Zeke. Yeah, man, especially when you're talking about running in there with Alfred Morris. Like, nah, man. Who was the guy, Thompson, that they trying to uh... – um, I'm, I'm trying to think of what his name was because I wasn't paying too much attention to him. Well, yeah, I mean, to... like I said. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said they were trying to build him to be the next uh, replacement for Zeke on uh, oh, yeah. Undisputed this morning. None of that was happening. I mean, they couldn't run the ball at all. I mean, 35 <laughs> yards for the entire yeah. game against backups? Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. Now, my defense did look, you know, we're going to brush our shoulders off. My defense did look nice, man. I'm not going to front. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of guys that can play. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, the way we're going to win is with depth. So we didn't really have D Ford or DeForest Buckner or anybody like that playing majorly. And then, you know, Bosa's hurt. God, I wish we had Quentin Williams, but it's a different conversation. Right. But We can get yeah. there later. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, had some, we had some guys out there playing good ball, man, on the defensive end. So, so. Dak, 
From what you're telling me, Dak couldn't get it done in a little bit of time that he had on the floor. Well, I mean, if you just want to compare him to anybody that has like a decent name that played in the preseason, mm-hmm. um, like Baker Mayfield was able to push the ball down the field, get a touchdown, get out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones, for all the, you know, uh, criticism he took after getting drafted to the Giants, he was able to move the ball downfield really quickly. Yeah, so you saw a lot of thing. a lot of guys that kind of got like, you know, a little bit of hype or a little bit of name to him. Mm-hmm. If they were only in there for a short while, they were able to move that ball down the field. But for Dak, it just it wasn't fluid, you know. You know what else isn't fluid? What was that? Him turning down thirty million. <laughs> That's not <laughs> Why fluid. Why you say at all. that, man? Cause man. <laughs> Okay. All right. So look, this is what I want you to do. I want you to present your case why you think it's bad, right? Okay. And I'm gonna defend Dak. Okay. On, on on why I feel like I understand where he's coming from. Okay. One. If Zeke, matter of fact, what uh what season was that? 2017 when he was suspended those first six games. Yes. How did Dak look in those games? Was he like, yeah, this is my team, I'm controlling it? Mm-hmm. Or was it like, I need a run game, I need Zeke here to help me? Oh, it definitely looked like he needed Zeke there to help. I mean, but he's a pretty pedestrian quarterback if you're just looking strictly at his arm talent. And that right there is why, partly the reason I don't believe he deserves to turn down $30 million. Okay. He's, he's, a, he's a glorified game manager to me. All right. Now, this is how I feel about it. I think that if you're going to sit up there and judge that man on his weaknesses, Mm -hmm. you have to take into account his strengths, right? Okay. So if you want to know what his strengths are, the first one is what they call the number one stat, which is winning, right? Right. So from a wins perspective compared to his peers, he's a winner. He's a better winner than Carson Wentz. That is true. All right. His other intangible is his ability to move move the football with his legs, right? Just making good decisions. Not necessarily like a Lamar Jackson type, but mm-hmm. more like a Russell Wilson type without the flash or is as good as Russell Wilson. But right. Dak will get you, you know, seven yards on a third down and set like a third and seven and the play breaks down. He'll get you that seven to keep the chains moving. Mm-hmm. His completion percentage is high. And he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. So if I'm that I got a rebuttal for that. Go, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, he has a high completion <clears throat> percentage, but does he, he doesn't push the ball downfield. It's a lot of dink and dunk underneath okay. passes. Okay. I haven't really seen his deep ball on display like that. He doesn't really have one like that. But if it leads to wins, then I'm not going to argue. It's almost like when they tried to criticize Giannis in basketball, like all he can do is drive. Well, if we win it, I'm cool. You know, (laughs) it's only if we're losing that I'm going to start looking at those type of things as a detriment. But he definitely doesn't have the arm talent of a Carson Wentz or a Jimmy Garoppolo or Patrick Mahomes or Baker Mayfield. Right. Mm -hmm. But his ability to win and manage a game, it kind of goes unnoticed. Right. Because a game manager is always looked at as a negative when they say it in the media. But to me, it's, it's really a positive because you don't get a game manager uh, uh, label if you're bum, right? Right. If you're not winning, we don't call Matthew Stafford a game manager. We don't call Kirk Cousins a game manager. They just what, be losing. I don't know what we call those two guys specifically. I don't know if I want to call them winners or game managers because, I mean. They're not winners for sure. 
They lose. But they're not really game managers either. They can either win you the game or they can lose you the game. But that's what I'm saying. But I feel like if they were to, I feel like if they were to to win, like that's what I'm saying. If you're Mm -hmm. comparing a guy that doesn't have the arm talent that wins to a guy that has the arm talent and loses, Mm -hmm. you know, which one are you going to take? If if you're Dak Prescott, you have a way better career than Matthew Stafford already. That's true. Matthew Stafford played with Calvin Johnson. And that's no disrespect to Matthew Stafford because I feel like it's a Lions issue. But if we're just talking, you know, play for play and results for results, if I'm Dak, I'm like, look, my career is better than his. You know what I mean? And I've only been in this thing like three or four years, you know? And it's the same thing with Carson Wentz. It's like, you know, they bail Carson Wentz out all the time. And I can't wait for this season to start because – Carson Wentz hasn't won anything. Oh wait, wait, wait! We'll get there. We'll get there. Just, just wait. So if, just so if wait. I'm Dak and you're coming at me with thirty million, first off, I don't even want to hear that mess about Carson Wentz's contract because I waited a year after Carson. So mm-hmm. that means I want to get more money. You know what I mean? If this was Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Drew Brees got paid first, Aaron Rodgers is gonna get more money, and vice versa. If Aaron Rodgers got paid first. Drew Brees is going to get more money. But now with Dak, they want to kind of nickel and dime him because he's a third-round pick and because his arm doesn't look as sexy as everybody else's. But he wins more than them. Okay. Okay. I st- well, I still feel like he's asking for a lot. Yes, he's won more, but mm-hmm. that's more of a function of we got to pay attention to Zeke. Because I feel, in my opinion, Zeke is the okay. thing that makes this team go. All right, so when they played their playoff game last year, who did they blame? Uh, who did they blame? I feel like they looked. They, I feel like they didn't necessarily blame Dak, mm-hmm. but Zeke had a poor game. He did. Dak almost put him in position, and he didn't get any credit for doing that. It was just like they lost. They're not as good as we thought they were going to be, and he's taking the blame by default, right? But then again, that's the whole quarterback thing, though. Which is where I'm going with it. So now you got the Cowboys, one of the most talked about teams in the NFL or the most talked about team in the NFL. And he has to wear all of that weight, but he's not supposed to get compensated monetarily. I feel like you got to pay me, man. You already got me at a discount. I was a third round pick or fourth round pick. Hey, hey, give me my money. It's time. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay him in the future. Right. If I'm Dak, I'll Kirk Cousins you quick. If you don't want to give me an extension now, don't give me one later. Franchise me, franchise me, and then I'll walk. Mm. Or you're going to have to pay big bucks. Okay. I see where you're coming from. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. I mean, how many people in the NFL, if you really look at quarterbacks, how many quarterbacks are worth the money that they're receiving right now? Maybe. Is Aaron Rodgers worth the money? It's not a, really. Well, not, to not Green Bay, yes. They don't win nothing. I understand that, but what other option do they have? But but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, if if he can get paid Mm -hmm. just to be the face of it, why can't Dak get paid to be the face of it? You know, at least Drew Brees went to back to back NFC Championship games. Tom Brady's taking a discount. He's the one in the Super Bowl. Pat Mahomes ain't making no money right now because he's still on his rookie deal. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like. You know, who's really worth the money? Who's out here winning and earning this hundred bill? Jimmy G ain't earning his money, and that's my guy. Right. 
You know, so it's like you're going to tell me that I'm supposed to get paid less than Jimmy G because y'all want me to take about twenty five million. And this dude hurt himself and he ain't played the rest of the season. He's only started seven games in the NFL and I'm out here winning, getting the playoffs, won a playoff game. And I can't even get that. So nah. do you believe that he's worth 40 million that he's asking for? I think it's a negotiating tactic. If you tell me I'm I'm only worth 30. I tell you, I'm worth forty. That means we want thirty-five. So you can come meet in the middle. I, I hear yeah. you. Yeah, and if you're saying I'm worth thirty-five, hey, that's what you got to do. Otherwise, the only quarterback you had since Troy Aikman was Tony Romo. The rest of them have been duds. True. Cowboys been bad for like twenty-five years, man. Uh-oh. They can't afford to play around. Yeah, they can, because no matter what, they're going to be America's team. Well, that's fine, but they're only America's team because old people are still alive. In 10 years, man, the Patriots will be America's team because all these kids, it'll be a whole generation of kids that just grew up on New England being the best. That's true. You know what I mean? All right. All right. Well, that was my take on it. I I heard another take today on this very topic that pissed me off. So let's get to it. (laughs) All right true and this can also be true teams are making mistakes on some of these guys i've said i mean we can we can use the graphic and the graphic i think we've updated it to where i i've always called it the matt ryan line which is are you around as good as matt ryan or better if you are then when you get paid you can be worth that money that second contract if you're not then those second contracts hurt your team's ability so to like compete. guys in the nba they get a max deal yeah. are they just, they're the same as lebron now that 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 line right the Matt Ryan line <laughs> had me feeling some kind of way when that when I was watching first things first uh-huh. and this graphic popped up. Now, <laughs> now for those who can't see this graphic, let me describe it to you. There's a line with Matt Ryan's face. He is in the middle. Below him is Matt Stafford, Joe Flacco, Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, Jimmy G. Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, and Andy Dalton. Above him is Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, and Phillip Rivers. Now, mm-hmm. I took this graphic as Matt Ryan's just an average QB. Right. If, you, if you're better than average, you deserve to get paid. Right. But as I look at this graphic... Mm-hmm. Roethlisberger hasn't done shit in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz has a ring because of someone else. Right. Cam Newton got MVP in 2015, hasn't done shit since. Right. And as you noted last week, or whatever week that was, Phillip Rivers has done absolutely jack shit. And then exactly. there's Andrew Luck, who can't stay healthy. Exactly. So I felt that was a slap in the face to my guy, Matt, because he's Definitely. put up... He's put up better numbers than Ben. He's done mm-hmm. more than Wentz. Luck. He's got an MVP, just like Cam. He's done right. more than Rivers. Only mm-hmm. thing that separates him from Wilson, Breeze, Brady, and Rogers is a ring. Right. So don't call my man the 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 line that if you're better mm-hmm. than this guy, you should get paid that much. <laughs> so I guess in a few years, they're going to put Baker Mayfield above this line because they're already shooting towards that now. 
Man, Baker put, Mayfield will be about that line next week. Are they, to break that going. <laughs> right, right. Are they going to put Pat Mahomes against that line? Yep. Like, Matt Ryan didn't just throw for almost 5,000 yards, 35 touchdowns, and seven interceptions that matches MVP year, and we went 7-9? and nine? Mm-hmm. Somebody got some stats. <laughs> went 7-9, and nine, he put up those numbers with a bad offensive line and a defense that was destroyed. Very true. Don't put my man in the middle of that, but respect him. No, he doesn't have I mean, a ring. Yes, we lost the whole Super Bowl, 28-3, to all of that. I understand that. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers has done jack shit for the past decade. Mm-hmm. Drew Brees has broken records, yes, but he hasn't won. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson has won the last decade, so I give him his credit. Ben hasn't right. done shit. Carson Wentz should not even be in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, he shouldn't be in this conversation either. Cam Newton won one MVP and has done nothing. And he mm-hmm. relies on a running back this is, as yeah. his main weapon. Philip Rivers has had weapons galore and done jack shit with it. Exactly. So don't sit here and exactly. disrespect my man who's done better than 75% of these quarterbacks on this graphic. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I agree. That's foul. Like I know people probably call me a homer, but I'm just stating facts. No, I agree with you. I think a part of it is um, Atlanta's fan base doesn't seem to be as strong as the other fan bases for some of those quarterbacks that you named. Well, I'll tell you why. Atlanta's full of transplants. Right. So people come right. there rooting for other teams. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Or the fan, seen it firsthand. Or the fans that are Atlanta Falcons fans, they're, they're, they'll go away when we're doing bad. But they'll come back when we're doing well. Right. They won't stick around through the hard times. Mm-hmm. It's seen, not as diehard as, like, say, a Browns uh, collective. Like, no matter how much they lose, they're coming out. Like, all right, it's a new season. Or if they start losing, it's a new week. Right. But yeah, you're right. But still, um, the fans I mean, aside. I, yeah. I think it's just a perception thing, but um, I mean, definitely whoever made that graphic was misinformed. I kind of feel like uh, Matty Ice, he gets uh, he gets a bad rap just for being himself. You know, he's not that rah-rah in-your-face type quarterback. He never says anything shocking or gets anybody, you know, riled up. But, but you know what's crazy? Neither does Tom Brady. Brady's not rah-rah like that. Yeah, but you know what? Brady wins so much that they make him certain things, That's you know, true. like they make him clutch, more clutch than he really is. They make him more of a rah-rah guy just because he'll yell in Gronk's face after a play or two. They'll make him seem tough when he doesn't take any hits in the pocket. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's just it's just a perception thing with him. So, I mean, you're never going to beat Tom Brady. You know, Drew Brees, you're not going to beat him out either because, to be honest, of this of this generation, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, they're the they're the three, right? They're considered like the three best. All right. Mm-hmm. Ben's got some hardware, so they try to sneak him up in there. And part of that was because he had Antonio Bryant, and Antonio Bryant made his numbers just look great. You know what I mean? So we have to wait and see. Oh, not ben. Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown. I mean, Antonio Brown. <laughs> and I said, Brian, my bad. <laughs> but Antonio Brown. So you're looking at that, and it's just like, all right, well, we cool. All right. 
But then he and also then, had an amazing defense to help him get those rings. Well, I mean, running game, and you had a plethora of receivers to come in there because that's what I was thinking about, the fact that when Antonio Brown was there, Martavis Bryant was there sometimes, mm-hmm. Juju was there. Like, it was always a decent receiving core, a nice receiving core there to help out mm-hmm. and help Ben's numbers over the years. But this will be the first year where we really get to see, you know, if Ben's really got it like that. But everybody else is definitely beneath Matt Ryan. Andrew Luck. It's no real discussion. The man doesn't even play, so I wouldn't even count it. Um, Carson Wentz, he's Andrew Luck 2.0 to me. He doesn't even play, and you just giving him hype because they want to crown him because he's big and he can throw far. He's like, a nope. protocol, typical, prototypical <clears throat> quarterback. Yep. yep, and he's not doing nothing. you know. So we're going to get him up out of here. I will say the thing with Cam Newton is Cam Newton does more with less. He and does. so it it looks a certain way. Like they're, they're going to want to name Cam Newton because of how his game looks in comparison to Matt Ryan. Because when you think of the Falcons, you do think of Matt Ryan, but you also think of Julio Jones. You know what I mean? I won't put one over the other, but it's it's a synonymous type thing. Like you'd be like the Falcons, Julio, Matt, Falcons, Matt, Julio, you know, with the Panthers, it's just Cam. You know what I mean? Like, that's who you think of first, and then you wonder if the other weapons are going to – is Olsen going to be healthy? Is McCaffrey going to step up? You know, he doesn't really have a receiving core. So, I mean, it's a perception-based thing, yeah, but that that graphic was trash. I just had to to get that off, man, because that pissed me off. Early, I got your back on early that one. in the I got day. Your back on that one. <laughs> I try not to be a homer, but it's like, come on, man. The disrespect is ridiculous. Nah. I think we're in the age right now though, to be honest, that the quarterbacks are gonna um it's it's a changing of the guard, man. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like uh the new generation is coming in and so some people are gonna get forced out of being talked about by default. Mm-hmm. You know? And Matthew Stafford is one of those guys. Um, well, he doesn't deserve to be talked about anyway, in my opinion. He he doesn't, but because he was one of those first guys to keep throwing over, like, you know, 4,000 yards, mm-hmm. you know, creep up and hit 5,000 every now and again, it was a name you had to mention. Because if you look at it, it's the same with Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk throws for a lot of yards, but he can't beat great teams, and he doesn't do anything if he can even get to the playoffs. Right. Right. So it's kind of like those people are about to get eclipsed by, of course, the Patrick Mahomes, the Carson Wences and the Baker Mayfields of the world. You know what I mean? And so that's where you got to find out if, you know, Matt Ryan can't go seven and nine again or he'll get oh, eclipsed. Definitely. Not. You know what I mean? Dak Prescott, if he makes it to the playoffs again, he'll start to get that kind of, you know, that credibility that he's looking for as a winner. Even though his arm isn't as good as everybody else's. It's a lot of guys out here. Russell Wilson's still out here. Drew Brees is still out here. It's a lot in the NFC. So you get to a point where somebody's going to start getting overlooked. Even my boy, he can make or break it. You know, Mm -hmm. if Jimmy G can get something going with Kyle Shanahan this year and get over 5,000 yards, you already know they love Jimmy. Or even if he gets close to that, they'll put him up there. Yeah, they they already love Jimmy, man. Yeah, because of Belichick. Mm-hmm. So it's a changing of the guard, man. We might be seeing some of our guys just, you know, the the guys that we know that we automatically pencil in. They're gonna be gone, man. Some of those guys deserve to be gone. Like Ben deserves to be gone, in my opinion. <laughs> Philip, he deserves yeah. to be gone. Now that you've uh, brought his career to the light. 
Yeah, man, it's just, I mean, the Phillip Rivers thing is just funny to me, man. I mean, if he was out here winning or something, that'd be a different story. I'm, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, if he was even on that Peyton Manning level where, you know, he had a winning record and he would get into the playoffs and, you know, something unfortunate would happen mm-hmm. and you could either blame him or make an excuse, it would make sense, man. But there's times, man, they just, they're barely on the cusp of even making it. And they just talk about this guy like he's top five. Like, man, no. Listen, it's, he's the Aaron <laughs> Rodgers of the AFC. Definitely. But well, we talked Definitely. about that last week, so <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. not go back down that uh, that lane. Yeah. Speaking of going down lanes, what lane is Antonio Brown going down? Because <laughs> he is all over the map. Uh huh. I mean, and I, I think it's go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You got it. I think it's one of those situations where remember when. Um, T.O. was real, like, popular as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And they made it seem like every offseason he had something crazy going on, whether it was him riding a bike and wearing the tights for for um the Cowboys and Bill Parcells didn't want him wearing a certain pair of tights. You know, he referred to him as the player. Or when he had his issues with the Eagles, and he's like, I'm not coming. So he's doing sit-ups in the driveway and things of that nature. That's kind of how, like, wide receivers tend to build their brand. You know, they're they're one of the faces of the league. Like usually when you think about the faces of the league, it's quarterbacks and it's wide receivers. So in my opinion, I feel like this is Antonio Brown's way of keeping his name and his face out there so that you want to look at him. And it's almost like a Mayweather effect, right? You're either pulling for this dude or you want to see him fall. But regardless, you have his your eyes on him and now he's looking at it like I'm playing. This helmet thing ain't nothing. You know, I did get frostbite on my feet, but I'm going to just show y'all this picture because um, I was watching one. Um, I was watching Speak for Yourself, mm-hmm. and LeVar Arrington was like, it looks like frostbite, but it also looks like a case, a bad case of athlete's foot. You know what I mean? And he said, I've seen plenty of feet in the NFL, and those aren't the worst-looking feet I've seen. So when he said that, it kind of made me think about it like, okay, these antics are just to – keep him out of going hard in training camp and preserving his body. Then he's drawing eyes to himself so that you could go ahead and like when he plays, if he puts up those numbers, he's one of the first people you talk about. Mm. You know what I mean? I get it. But he's really feeding into the diva thing. I know I know he's more than a diva. Well if you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Who did he compete against in the last five years, right? It was him Julio Jones and AJ Green. And those those personalities were easy for him to just sit, ride the wave, and perform. Mm-hmm. But when Odell Beckham came into the league, he really positioned himself as like a premier wide receiver, not just based off of the catch, but based off of his his mm-hmm. just his pizzazz. His off his the style. Field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he made sure his face was in the media. And that's when you started to see Antonio Brown turn up. No, I didn't even. Like know, it, I didn't even put that together. It, that's what it was to, to me. You know what I mean? Just looking at it from the outside, AB used to be quiet, man. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Was. AB was like super quiet, and then quiet, AJ and Green is quiet. Holy Julio's quiet. Julio's quiet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're not really like those are the best guys. Those are that's your competition. And once Odell inserted himself into that, you had people like Max Kellerman saying he's already one of the best in the league, so forth and so on. It's like nah, man. You can't have this guy younger than me not putting up the numbers that I put up get talked about more than I do. 
But the he thing is, with that, he, he was putting up numbers, though. Who? Odell? Yeah. Yeah, but they were nowhere close to Antonio Brown's. No, not at all. But that's like one year, him and Julio had they tied for like 136 receptions that same year. Yeah, like they they put up crazy stats. And then you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. We named all these great receivers, and there's another quiet one we ain't even speak on. I was about to bring him up. I was just about to bring him up. But he's just now getting to this to this point where he's being mentioned. Who DeAndre? Yeah, they they kind of he was an afterthought before now. Well, he was an afterthought because he never had a quarterback, and even when that year when he had three quarterbacks, he still had double digit touchdowns, over a thousand yard receiving, a thousand yards receiving, and and a lot of catches as well. And he's just quiet, you know what I mean? He's so, so it's, it's one of those things where got, I think got something he's to do with the market out. too, because Houston ain't a big market. But neither is Atlanta, okay. so I don't know. It could be the market. I don't know. But I just feel that the whole diva thing is unnecessary. Like, yeah, you couldn't play with the helmet you wanted, but you had two concussions yeah. with this helmet that you had. So mm-hmm. why would you not want to make yourself safer, safer so you can be available to play, so you can put up these numbers and build your brand even more? Well, I think the helmet thing is is one of those things where he can't really speak on it. But I think he knows that he's in a position where he doesn't get hit a lot, but he doesn't want to just come out and say that. Like, he wants to say, look, wide receivers, we don't get hit that much. The most important thing for me is to be able to see out of that helmet. And if it's a peripheral like vision thing or a reactionary vision thing, meaning when as soon as he turns his head, he's got to look past a particular bar and that's impairing his vision. Mm-hmm. I don't have no problem with him saying that. But again, he has to say something drastic so that everybody is talking about him. And from that aspect, it's working. Yeah, but that can be a distraction too. Especially it's, when you're on a brand new team, you don't know anyone. is relative. Distractions are relative, right? Like, if he played for the New England Patriots, yes, that's a distraction. That's a winning organization. Mm -hmm. The Raiders have been losing, you know what I mean? Like, it's not really one of those situations where how many losing teams do we talk about? And when we we think about it, right, and that's what I was going to say. And when we think about it, why do we talk about them? It's the personalities on the team. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the Raiders, how many personalities do we really have? Derek Carr is just like, he's like a homebody, rah-rah, good guy. Like, he's tough, you know, but he's not really out here trying to make any waves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really Vontez Burfick. He's He ain't saying nothing. Well, they had Beast Mode. <laughs> I don't even know if he's still on the squad. Nah, Beast Mode ain't up there no more. Okay. But, yeah, I mean, he wasn't saying anything. Right. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like he's bringing eyes to the organization, and that's something that John Gruden knows as well. I wouldn't be surprised if he and John had a conversation and have a, a strict understanding of what's going to happen. You know what I mean? John Gruden wouldn't come out there and say, you know, we support the guy if he didn't know that A.B. was going to report today. He knew A.B. was reporting today. That's true. You know? Well, how does that look to he, the other players, though? If the other players know what's up, I don't think it's a problem. You know, I mean, everybody knows. Everybody knows how it works, man. You know, there, there's alpha, there's alphas on the team, there's leaders on the team, and there are producers on the team. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, Antonio See, Brown falls in the category of a producer and possibly an alpha. 
that preferential treatment would would piss me off. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting up. I'm producing too. Like if I did half the shit, I'd be out of here. But because he produced on another team, and now he's coming yeah. over here, he mm-hmm. gets that luxury. But I've been here producing, even though we've been losing. But I don't get that same luxury. Like why is well, that? I mean, you got to think about it, man. The two people that would have been able to have that gripe, John Gruden got him up out of there. That's true. That was Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. You Everybody else they, can't say that. You see what they're doing? Killing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because those guys had talent. You know what I mean? I just think more or less John Gruden wasn't – he wasn't enamored with trying to pay – Khalil Mack top dollar and that defense was still poor and he wasn't into giving Amari Cooper you know number one money if he didn't view him as a top 10 wide receiver and that's what I think it was I think he looked at 10 wide receivers and was like look they all better than this dude I mean I can't blame him for that look because he's telling the truth Amari Cooper is not top 10 at least in my opinion you said what? I said Amari Cooper is not top 10 in my opinion nah definitely not man Definitely not. I mean, he's he's a nice receiver, man, and I thought he was even nice with the Raiders. But I think more or less what it is is he's also ha- he the wide receiver position is a funny position. It's a very very dependent position. So you kind of got to understand that whatever situation you're in, the grass may not be greener anywhere. And then if you're not looking too good, like Amari Cooper was looking, the grass is probably way greener because there's nothing you can do about it. If you're not getting balls thrown to you, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, if you're not, if they're not calling the right plays for you, there's nothing you can do about it. You're strictly dependent. So, right. you know, if you're Julio Jones, you stay in Atlanta. If you're Michael Thomas, you stay in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Odell left because Odell knew, well, I mean, I know Actually, he got Odell didn't even leave. He didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah, he didn't, he didn't necessarily want to go, but I know he's happy he left at this point in time because... He knows that Baker Mayfield can throw the ball better than Eli Manning right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things, man. I think, you know, Antonio Brown, it's it's a real question mark, man. You know? How much of that was you and how much of that was Ben in the scheme? And vice versa for Ben. We'll see. So, yeah, and that's it. Do, we'll do they play each other this season? Um, I'm not sure. I have to take a look at the schedule again, but I'm not sure. Mm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, you know, we NFC guys. Right, we really don't pay attention to the NFC. It's enough going on over here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Way too much going on over here. You got your hands full in every division in the NFC. Especially the uh, NFC North. That that, uh, took an uptick all of a sudden. Yeah, definitely, man. They definitely did, man. So it's I'm I'm excited for football, of course, but it's uh it's gonna be really interesting to see who makes these leaps and strides this year, man. Hmm. I think Kyler Murray's gonna do better than advertised since we're talking about uh strides. I really think he's gonna do better than, than what people project him to do. <laughs> despite his it's, height. It's difficult to say. Hmm. And I only say that because of the division, man. If the division wasn't like, and this isn't me being biased, if you just go look at what the 49ers did in the offseason, the money and the draft picks Y'all went did straight lot. to defense. Mm-hmm. They went straight to defense. 
you know, Seattle has a good pedigree of playing hard-nosed defense. That's just the way they play. Even their quarterback is based off of them having a good defense, solid defense, and they do some real hitting, and we're trying to keep that score down. And then I'm not going to lie, the best defender in the league to me, I know a lot of people love Khalil Mack, but maybe I'm biased because I see him all the time, is Aaron Donald. And they come with it every year. And so it's just hard for me to think that Kyler Murray in those six games – it's going to be a test, man. It's going to be a test, but it's going to be hard for him, man. Well, I'm not saying he's going to go out here and blow the doors off. It's just people are projecting yeah. him to fail before he even really gets his opportunity. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't think that the man would fail. I mean, he killed in college football, and that's, no. I mean. There's a lot of people out there that can't kill in college football. So did Tebow. <laughs> Tebow killed in college football. We'll see how that ended up. Man, Tebow beat the Steelers in the playoff game, man. I'm going to tell you like listen, this. Listen, listen, listen. I don't let that game go. <laughs> If I was a bump team with no quarterback, I would have definitely taken Tim Tebow. <laughs> man. I'm for real, man. Like, what you going to do, man? You out here, bum as I don't know what. And this dude finds a way to win games. And I'm not trying to sound like Skip Bayless, but I'm just saying, man. You spend all this time with Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was doo-doo. Sam Bradford was doo-doo. You telling me Tim Tebow wasn't better than them, man? Shoot, Sam Bradford never made the playoffs his whole career. That's true. Wait, no, he didn't. Minnesota missed it that year. The entire career. Dang, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Jay Cutler was trash too. Dang. Jay Cutler, straight trash. Left the Broncos, he doo-doo. <laughs> Rex Grossman made it for the Bears to the Super Bowl, and Jay Cutler couldn't even get them like you know uh, close. That was defensive based, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying the defense was still there. You, you, you know yeah, what? You're right. Marshall. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, man. So I'm just saying, if you got some guy and all he knows how to do is just win ugly, man, there's value in that. You know? There's value in Alex Smith being able to win the way he won. I think his career is over. There's value in, in Dak Prescott, man. His career is over? There's value in that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it's over. It, don't, it doesn't have much longer to go, but I don't think it's over <clears> yet. Man, that knee shattered in so many places. He had surgery, and then a month later, his leg just started swelling out of nowhere, and they had to go back in there. And they were just hoping that they could get him to the point where he would walk properly again. That man's older, man. I don't think he's coming back to play football. He could probably be a backup somewhere. Shoot, man. He should just be a coach. There's no need to even risk it, man. True. You risk walking for like one or two more years? He need that money, man. People will do some crazy things for the money. Don't forget Alex Smith wasn't the top paid quarterback. But I think he had – I think the – that's it. I think he saved his paper. I think he was able to tell his family all the time, like, look, y'all know I'm not a top-paid quarterback. I ain't got money to give y'all. Yeah, ain't no Rolls Royces over here. <laughs> nah. You gonna get this nah. Camry and call it a day. Yeah, man, you know it's sad, man? I saw um, <laughs> that year we went to the Super Bowl with Kaepernick and we benched uh, Alex Smith. Come on, man. Why you gonna bring that up? Man, man, listen, man. <laughs> My dad lives in uh, Louisiana, right? So I went mm. to go see him during that Super Bowl, and I was in the French Quarter and everything, and I saw Alex Smith walking with his wife. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Alex, man, we still love you. And his wife smiled, and he just looked at me like, man, I'm out of here. Like, Oh, so he knew. I don't want, I don't want your love. Like, like He knew, he just, like, yeah, like, Cap, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, man, it was just, it was sad, man. He just got, he got, he kind of got the raw end of the stick, man. 
you know, knowing him, knowing who he was and what he did for us, like he was bummed, but it wasn't like his fault. Like he, he had seven even, different. I don't even know if he was bummed like that because that whole that whole team when he got there was a mess. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't because he was bummed like that. It was the fact that every year we changed a coach or offensive coordinator. So he had seven different offensive coordinators his first seven years. And although he had Frank Gore, it was hard for him to develop. And it wasn't until we started drafting properly where he started to thrive. You know, once we had Vernon Davis and Frank Gore kind of hit his prime and everything was clicking and hardball came, man, Alex was good to go, man. Like to me, Alex was a winning quarterback. I had no problems with him, you know? I was one of those people that was like, I liked Kaepernick in the beginning, but I was scared because I felt like he was prone to making more mistakes. And the way our team was set up, all we did was punch people in the face and run the football. You don't really need mm-hmm. nothing dynamic. Right. We just got greedy with Kaepernick. Honestly, I didn't even hear about Kaepernick until he uh, got the starting job. Man, that joint was so funny, man. My dad uh, saw that that year that he ended up uh, getting in. Mm-hmm. My dad, uh, he called me because the 49ers played the Saints in a preseason game, and he went to the game. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, who's that black quarterback y'all got? I was like, what? Man, we ain't black, no quarterback. black quarterback. Right. He was like, <laughs> I said, who, man? He's like, man, y'all got a black dude, man. What's his name, man? And Colin or something like that. And I said, man, that's like our second round pick. He ain't black because I just looked at his name. I ain't even going to peep him like that. Oh, and he's like, man, he said, man, that's a brother. So I went and looked him up. <laughs> when I looked him he's up, like, oh, online, shit. I was like, oh, shit, we do got a black dude, right? And man, we started running them plays, man. That's when I that's when I first peeped him. I started mm-hmm. peeping him in the preseason. I was like, oh yeah, he's right. Like he's gonna be able to take over later. Cause you know, man, Jim Harbaugh had us rolling. You know, he man, was up there. That that was y'all down for. Letting that man. Getting rid go. of Jim? Yep. Yeah, that's Jay York's fault. Yep. That's our owner. That's his fault. Cause he listened to the GM and we ended up firing the GM. Man, we didn't, our teams have been through a lot of rough times, boy. Yeah, when you lose a Super Bowl, man, and you're a fan, and you're so close to glory, it's like you just lose all the bragging rights. <sighs> Is your dad a Saints fan? <clears throat> nah, he's actually a Steelers fan, okay. but because Ooh. he lives there, Ooh, all right. he likes the Saints. Oh, 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 I can't. It's pro- he, don't hate, he doesn't hate them, but he doesn't claim them as his team. He okay. claims the Steelers. It's, it's by proximity. I can't be mad at that. Yeah, I yeah. I was about to be hot for a minute. <laughs> nah, nah. He don't bang with the Saints like that. All right, cool, cool. All right, what else, what else is uh, on the docket tonight? Let's see. You want to recap yeah. uh, this first week? First real week? Yeah, we can talk about it. And we can talk about it a little bit, man. I mean. I peeped a couple of the games, a couple of highlights, but I didn't see anything too crazy. Is it something you wanted to start off with? Like, did you catch your boys by chance? Are they highlights? Well, I actually was at the Bills game <laughs> watching oh, okay. my team. Okay. <laughs> my girl was mad, but, I mean, I'm not about to sit here and watch the Bills. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm not going to do it. Damn, that's hilarious. Does she know? <laughs> she know. My man was at the game like, no, nah, but I'm watching the Falcons, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of my boys, I'm really, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from the defense. Now that Dan Quinn's calling the defense, we look completely different. We look hungry. Yeah, like we're getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. I, I know it was the Dolphins, and I know it was preseason, 
But still, it's a complete change from what it was a season ago. And we yeah. got a couple of uh, running backs that I'm liking. Brian Hill is definitely looking like he might be the number two to Devontae Freeman for right now. Okay. So this coming week, Matt Ryan and uh, a couple of other starters going to play, so we're going to see how they looking. But I'm excited so far. So far, so good. That's good, man. I caught a couple of the highlights, but I wasn't paying too close attention to, to everybody because mm-hmm. um, it was like the first dress rehearsal. So, you know, you saw him talk about Kyler Murray and how he got off to like a quick start. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And then they got him up out of there. They didn't want that boy playing no more. Oh, I, I and, completely um, understand. <clears throat> completely understand that. Did Jimmy play for y'all? Or did he said No. Mm-mm. Nope, it was just Nick Mullins. Okay. Nick Mullins came out, and then C.J. Beathard came out. Okay. Yeah, we ran. It was funny, because you could tell, like, Kyle Shanahan was just playing. Like, he was just throwing some regular stuff out there. We ran, like, 10 straight bootlegs. Mm-hmm. Like, everything was like, all right, we rolling to the right. Okay, we rolling to the left. Like, it was just weird. <laughs> no, that's that's what Shanahan I'm telling you firsthand, that's what Shanahan does. He's got a bunch yeah, of tricks. Yeah, we were getting busy, though. Like, we were yeah. getting busy. Oh, you know what? I can't wait till we play y'all. I can't wait for that game. Nah, y'all don't want that. Okay. Nah. All right. Nah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you, bro. I'm super duper confident this year, man. Okay. And we, it's not even because of the offense as much as it is the defense. We um, we going to see. And we're going to be nasty, man. We I'm go, telling you. Who you putting on Julio? Let's just, just get that out of the way. Sure. Sherm gonna get smoked like he got in the smoke. Who's not gonna get smoked by Julio? The question is, will will Matt have time with D Ford and DeForest Buckner coming down on him? That's that's the question. Hopefully he will. That's the question. Is Jimmy G gonna have time? Is that the question? Yeah, we dunking. Oh, okay. On that ball, man, we got Matt, bro. We got so many backs and receivers, and then we got Kittle. Okay. The breakout tight end. It's, you know what? Look, that ball's coming out hot. I respect Kittle. I watched a few of his highlights. I was like, oh, he's a beast beast. Okay. Man, and he likes to block. And he's a fun-loving guy. Like, he likes football, football. Okay. So it's not like he's coming out on no, like, Jimmy Graham type shit. No disrespect to my man Jimmy. But he's not coming out on, like, I want to catch a whole bunch of passes. That man wants to play football, football. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, that's cute. So. <laughs> we gonna see. <laughs> hey man, it's go. Hey, you already know it's go. It's gonna be fun. We gonna talk. Oh, we, we gonna will. talk that talk. We will. But uh, I saw Daniel Jones. I saw his game the other day. He looked at mm-hmm. it. Even though yeah, it was, was some basic passes. It was against. He was putting them in some windows though. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. There were some basic passes, and I respect it. I mean, you know, it's way better than him coming out and looking trash. Plus, I don't, I hate when they don't give anybody a chance. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I can't, I can't rock with that, man. Like I, I'm not gonna just call somebody bum. Like now, I say I'll take Haskins over him, or you know, but once, once they pick him, it's like, all right, well, let's see what the dude can do. Man, the way Haskins looking, I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, you know, Haskins was out there just slinging the rock. He had to throw the ball a lot. I think he threw it like 17 times. So him throwing two picks, it is what it is. You know, I'm not too mad at him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's not like he had, like, threats at running back running for him. He didn't have Geis out there or Adrian Peterson. So it's just one of those things where I kind of feel like once he has some weapons around him, you know, the people have to pay attention to those weapons. Linebackers aren't just going to be sitting back there waiting for him to throw a ball to the tight end if they got those backs. I forgot. That's for damn sure. Yeah. 
So I want to see how his knees gonna hold up because he's getting up there in age. Uh, man, my man broke, so you know. Yeah, that they, that that hurt my heart. Yes, man, that sounds like one of those American greed stories, man. Like when you hear that, you just like, man, you lost everything. Like a hundred M's? How you blow a hundred M's? Bro, I don't even know, cause I'd be like Scrooge McDuck. Maybe that's me watching too much Ducktales, but I'm gonna have a vault with a lot of cash, bro. It's gonna be under the mattress and shoeboxes. Yeah, man, it's rubber bands. It's gonna be everywhere. It's gonna be a couple M's sitting in the crib. Right, like, come on. Oh man, yeah, that's mm, no, that's just disgusting. We was talking about financial literacy, one of the first episodes we did on here. Yeah, but you know what the problem is too, man. At the end of the day, a lot of these guys also get like they get scared and they they're overreactionary with the money too, feeling like as soon as they get these big checks, they got to make that money work for them. You know, and you don't don't have to do that. Like you could be just like Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch was like, I ain't gonna spend none and I ain't gonna sit up here and invest it either. Like, but he's good now. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You know what? What he invested in actually worked. A lot of these guys well, yeah, invest that, stuff that doesn't work. But I mean like high risk investments. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't invest a bulk of his money. Right. You know, he invested a small amount. You know, you come out and you get $18 million and you get a signing bonus and you're like, all right, well, I'm going to take nine. Nah, man, you shouldn't take nine and do nothing with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't put nine million of my money into any one thing. I put you know two million and that's it. Yeah, okay, if that, it better be something solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm the type of person, I'm not even going to spend it like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just want to be able to have fun and live life. Right. Like, I'm the dude that's not getting hazed. Like, you buying dinner. All right, we'll see. Fight me. I'm not buying dinner. <laughs> yeah, I'll be a millionaire shopping at Target. That's me. <laughs> that's me, bro. That's me. You know, I want nice things. I want a nice crib and everything. But, right. nah, man, we not going crazy. Right. You know? I got my ain't getting a bunch of chains. On a nice, no. a nice, you know, dream car, and that pretty much be it after the house. <laughs> yeah. Save for that college I like, tuition. Yeah, I like nice watches now, and I'm old school, so I'm definitely get a Rolex, but they say those things appreciate in value, so we good. Yeah, right. You know, family getting Rolexes and stuff like that as gifts, but we ain't going crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dang, AP. Yeah, it's tough. It is. But speaking of running backs and their money, mm-hmm. we didn't touch on Zeke. Do you feel that Zeke is doing the right thing right now? Looking at the field, like, okay, girl, he got his bread. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon is holding out. I feel like I'm better than him, so I need mm-hmm. to hold out too. I need to get top dollar because, as I said earlier, as he goes, his team goes. All right, so this is how it is, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like the running backs on the sneak called each other. And the ones that hadn't got paid yet, that had a little bit of weight, mm-hmm. that's Melvin Gordon and Zeke. So they're trying to lay the foundation for the running backs behind them because Gurley, he got paid, and Le'Veon already sat out and paid some dues. The thing about it is he's doing the right thing if he's really prepared to sit out. I honestly don't think he's sitting out as long as he say he is. Well, that's the thing, bro. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I was I was rooting for Le'Veon Bell to sit out. And then I started thinking about it like, man, he should have just taken the money. 
You know what I mean? Like he would have just made more money by taking the money. Right. Like he would have made that check, bucked on the Steelers, and probably got paid roughly the same as what he got paid right now. And I understand he wanted long term money, but like once that, I think it was like week eight. Once week eight came around, I was like, man. Pfft. He could come in and play a little bit and be good to go, but then. But you know what? That goes back to financial literacy because apparently he had enough bread to chill and miss the right. entire season. Right. So then when I when once the season was over and then he got signed by the Jets, one, I like the fact that he took care of his bread, but two, I really feel like he was sacrificing for the other running backs. I was like, damn, he really took a stand so that other running backs don't have to go through this. Right, well, what has to happen is it has to be more than him. Mm-hmm. And if Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon say, yo, y'all don't want to re-up, we ain't playing. The next time a running back says he's not playing, the whole league is going to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if Saquon is like, yo, I need my bread, and the Giants throw that bread at him real quick, then you know it worked. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of... Is really dependent upon whether or not he's going to sit out. If he's not going to really sit out, if he's just bluffing, then it's a stupid idea. <laughs> but if he's really willing to sit out, it's a great idea. Honestly, I hope he does because Jerry Jones needs to realize, like, dog, you got to pay your players. Man, I hope he does because I don't even like the Cowboys. I don't like the Cowboys either, <laughs> but you got to pay your players, man. It's a lot of so, 21 jerseys there's no stands. Yeah, I mean... I agree. I just think they have to find a way to redo this whole franchise tag. Because I feel like the franchise tag was a way that they made the NFL players seem like they were going to get their money. And what it really ended up being was like a big thing of reverse psychology. And it was a way for the the owners to not pay somebody long term that was really worth a long term deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so now I just feel like if I'm a player you know, a franchise tag would have to be written differently. Like, it should be the highest paid salary for that position plus 20%. Like, tax them. You know what I mean? Like, if you really think I'm worth the franchise, don't don't average out the top five salaries. No, no, no. Pay me whatever the best dude in the league is getting and 20%. And I bet you they don't ever use that franchise tag. You know what I'm saying? The less owners got to spend, the better. Yeah, but for real, I don't really think they're spending less. Like, that's why I look at the Kirk Cousins situation, and I say I say to the Cowboys, like, they don't want to go down that road with Dak. You don't want to bet against the position because anybody would take Dak Prescott that doesn't have a decent quarterback, right? Uh, so if you end up getting to the point, yep. So if you get to the point where you franchise them, that first year you're already getting smacked. Because it's the top five, the average of the top five salaries at that position. So he's already going to make what they they estimated, $36 million, right? So then when you come back the next year, if you try to franchise him again, then I believe it goes up, I want to say it's 40% or no, no, it's 20% and then the next year it's 40%. So it would be 20% of that. You know what I mean? So that would be like another $7 mil on top of that, that thirty six. You could have just gave him a long-term contract and not paid that much. So now the man would be sitting there with 79 mil guaranteed that he made, and now you want to give him a new deal. Well, that's when Kirk Cousins was able to go and just take 80-something mil all guaranteed from Minnesota. What 
Dak would be able to do the same thing. You know, he'd be like, oh, okay, well, I just made 70 something. I'll go take 90 mil from somebody else, but not y'all. Somebody going to overpay <laughs> Dak. Either it's going to be <laughs> Dallas or somebody else. But that's the thing, man. I don't know if he's overpaid. The position itself is overpaid. So, oh, yes, yeah. you could argue that. But if you're talking about him versus his, his contemporaries, well, first off, one of the only people that's winning is Tom Brady. The other person that won the Super Bowl in the last couple of years is Nick Foles. Who's everybody else just getting paid to be home. Like, everybody. Yeah. Including Matt. Matt got a hefty paycheck. Matt, Jimmy, all of them, they home. At the end of the day, they're at home. And so I just, I say to myself, like, if you're going to pay somebody, pay somebody that wins as opposed to paying somebody that looks nice. Right. You know? Now, Pat Mahomes is in a different situation. Like, his arm talent looks sweet and he's winning. You this this so year's going to play a major part on his next contract. Well, I would agree. But I also just feel like um, they're gonna try to pay him early, so his is coming. Mm. After after this season, that would have been three complete seasons. He only played two, but you gotta count that first one because he got paid on as a rookie. Right. They're gonna come in the next season talking uh, extension quick because mm-hmm. it's only gonna go up. He's gonna set the market, I believe. Oh yeah, he's gonna set the market. But the funny part about it is, then you're gonna have to argue that. Man, you ain't as good as Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if he hasn't won anything by then. Yeah, man. Yeah. Boy, the way this league is going for these quarterbacks, man. I I should have been a quarterback as a kid. Man, if you knew you won't go get tackled, you probably would have been it. Back in our day, you got smacked being back there. Yeah. You got destroyed, (laughs) beheaded down there. Yes, sir. That's why, I mean, and I heard Shannon Sharp say this earlier this week. He was like, you know, Kyler Murray looked good, but Kyler Murray wouldn't have been able to play back in the day because he would have just been too small. But it's true, you know. It would have made him a running back. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been any of that, oh, you can play quarterback. But once somebody can't get touched, if they can see over those linemen or see through them, then you're good to go. Yeah. That's crazy, man. How how the game has changed. Mm-hmm. Cause I swore up and down I wanted to be a wide receiver back in the day. I must have been crazy. Oh man, same here. Just because I had hands. They used to get killed over the middle. Man, I remember um I don't know why, and it's just a crazy play, but I remember when James Harrison hit Muhammad Masaquai across the middle. Mm, I feel destroyed like, him. I feel like, yeah, man, I feel like that man got hit by a car. That was like <laughs> one of the last hits where I was just like, oh, like, like I, thought I felt he bad. Died. Yeah, like I felt bad, bro. It was neither one of them were my team. It was just like, you know, so most hits you look you like, damn, we ate him up. But like, it sounds worse than what it is, but that one? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It was like he looked like a. It was crazy, man. He looked like a knight that got on his knee and just cracked that dude. Like, he didn't even hit him, like, you know, like, lunge through him or nothing. It was like he just stopped him. Like, he made himself a wall. Who did Ray Lewis hit over the middle? It was a tight end he destroyed. I think it was he was playing the Jets. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm trying to think of who that was, man, but he I do remember. He destroyed him. I'm like, oh, yeah. he's dead. Where's the cart? Get the cart. Yeah, yeah. And I got to say this one since we're talking about nasty hits. Oh, Sean oh, Taylor and Brian Mormon? 
No, 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 that, that, that was just look. That dude didn't have a chance in hell. It was Sean Taylor coming across. <laughs> it, well, that was the Pro Bowl here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Like he didn't have a chance. But um, my boy Vernon Davis, man, he was never the same at the camp. Smacked him out of the sky, man. Oh yeah. He, Cam he, Chancellor hit my man Vernon Davis, and he just was never. It off. Yeah. <laughs> Knocked his dreads right off. Yeah, man. It was. It was bad. It was bad. But yeah. So with all that said, yeah, the game changed and uh you know, it's a lot of enforcing that doesn't go on anymore. Right. Yeah. I saw a lot of penalties in a couple of these preseason games. I'm like, how is that a penalty? He like he massaged mm-hmm. them basically. Yeah. And it was a penalty. I was like, Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Football is just a different type of sport, man. And I wonder I wonder how it's gonna progress over the years. I don't know, but you know one thing that annoys me? What's that? Like, the stiff arms, like, for an offensive player, that's typically legal, right? Yep. Why is that not called hands to the face, like, on a defensive player? You know why, man. They got to get these points, but that's exactly what it is. That's the pure definition of hands (laughs) to the face. Hands to the face. (laughs) Because, I mean, what was that? Vance McDonald, that stiff arm dude all the way across the field last year? Yep. Yep. Like, that should be a penalty. Yeah, it's not like you can come in and just smack somebody in the helmet and it'd be free. You can't. can't. Mm, yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I don't know how the game's going to progress. Maybe... I can't... It, it it might get a little softer than what it is, but I can't see it changing too much more. Yeah, they got to just... They got to chill. I think they got to a point where, you know, people accept that there's inherent violence in the game, but... um. It's definitely not going to be able to get too much, uh, too much softer. I mean, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but there's only so much you can do. It's damn near flag football now, if you want to be honest. Yeah, yeah, for the defense. That's that's what I said a couple weeks ago. I'd hate yeah. to play, be a defensive player in this era. Mm-hmm. I saw a play. Um, who was that? I want to say it was the Browns game mm-hmm. when Baker Mayfield threw his touchdown to Higgins. Mm-hmm. Higgins was already in the um, end zone, and he ended up catching the ball. But it looked like the defender waited for him to catch the ball mm-hmm. and then tried to hit him. And it was just like, you're already crossed the plane. Like, if, if you let this man catch the ball, yeah, it's a touchdown. Count. Right. Yeah, it's a touchdown. It's not anything else. So it's like you almost got to decide on whether or not to take the penalty or let the man catch the touchdown, and you might as well take the penalty. You know, but can your mind even think that fast? Yeah, like, that's a you know, split second decision. Yeah, it's a split second decision on a different part of the field because if you're in the middle of the field and it's like third and eight, you can't make that hit because that's right. gonna give them a first. But if you're in the end zone and you're in the red zone and then he throws the ball in the end zone, you have to make that hit, or that's a free six points. Or you better go for that ball. Well, I mean, he could. The position that he was in, mm-hmm. it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a cross right. It was the safety. It wasn't the, like the corner. Oh, okay, you know okay, what I mean? Okay. So the safety was. He was coming into the safety's lane, but the safety could have just, you know, as soon as he saw the body, he could have just ran at him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But that's what you would have had to do is just like pretty much run through this dude and try to go for the ball and hope they don't call it. Yeah, they definitely. But it was it. just like a crazy decision. I thought about it like, damn. I was like, why? He? Oh, that's right. You can't hit a defenseless receiver. But I was like, well, shit, it's a touchdown. If you don't hit him, so yeah. But yeah. what's what quote unquote is a defensive uh, receiver? Defensive Man, pretty. Because I mean, pretty much if they, if they don't see you, 
they consider that to be defenseless and they got to be able to make a football move. So you basically got to allow them to catch it. And it just depends on the referee. But if, if you can find a way to make it not hit, if, if you can find a way to make it not look violent, you'll probably get away with it. That's crazy. But I don't see how you, how you do that if you're trying to recover. Because I'm thinking about it from a wide receiver's perspective. I'm coming across mm-hmm. the middle. I'm looking for the ball. I'm not looking to see who's around me. So if I get hit, I'm going to just get hit. Right. And like, so you're a defenseless receiver. That that's how they're trying to protect you. So if you're if you're a wide receiver, it will behoove you not to look around. But you got <laughs> then you could it, it, it's like, but see, that's that's why dudes drop so many balls because they're looking around, looking for the hit because they know it's coming. But they shouldn't. But if they don't, they're gonna get destroyed. So it's like, what do you they, do? But they don't get destroyed anymore because it's a defenseless receiver call. Focus <sighs> yeah. on catching the ball True. and then bracing yourself, and then if you don't get hit, try to get some yak. But it's only in those situations where you're crossing the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, very rarely will you get a defenseless receiver call up the sideline, and that's usually the safety, not the corner hitting the person. Right. You know, so. That's normally a late hit on that one. Yeah, that's all coaching at that point, though. You know, it just depends on how you coach your defense. Are you coaching them to be aggressive or whatever? But, I mean, if it's me and I'm a GM or I'm a coach, I'm trying to coach all ball hawks. That's me. You know, that's the only way to try to win is a defense. Mm-hmm. You got to be physical yeah. at the point of attack, and that's at the back end. Yep. Yep. I feel you. But uh, I just saw a graphic on uh, ESPN that said notable games. The first game up was uh, August 24th. It was Miami Hurricanes versus those Florida Gators. Mm. I got excited. Yes, sir. It's been a lot of news this week in uh, Hurricane Country. <laughs> yes, has it? <laughs> it's been a lot going on. So, uh, for those that don't know, our coach Manuel Diaz mm-hmm. finally announced who the starting quarterback would be for this upcoming yep. season. It is between Nikosi Perry, who mm-hmm. played uh, last year. Under mm-hmm. Coach Mark Rick, it was Tate Martell who transferred from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That was a big deal uh, a couple months ago. And the third yep. stringer, Jaron Williams. Yep. To my surprise, because I thought it was going to be Perry, to be honest. Okay. Because he's been there the longest. He's seen the most. He's the most experienced as far as like playtime. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be him. I didn't think it was going to be Tate. Especially after I saw this uh, video from one of their practices, his inaccuracy okay. was ridiculous, and he didn't have pressure in his face. Hmm. It's like a regular throw throwing drill. Oh yeah, that's not good at all. So I'm like, ooh, that's not. Mm-mm. But I, you know what? I watched him on uh, what was that? It's on Netflix. It wasn't Last Chance You. What was it? It was a football documentary. I'm trying to think of what the other one might have been. Because ju- last chance, you was always the one that pops up. Right, right. <laughs> I forgot what it was, but it, it followed him and uh, Jake Fromm. Okay. From, from Georgia. But when he was yeah, on there, yeah. he, he was mainly a running quarterback. He really didn't make too many plays with his arm. Mm. So that concerned yeah. me going in. Yeah. 
But it was announced that Jaron Williams won the uh, starting job, to my surprise. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Perry, too, but I don't know, man. I, I haven't seen enough of Williams to really to really give a, an assessment, but I'm just hoping that they see something in practice that that really jumps out to them. And that's kind of what I was seeing mm-hmm. when I looked into it. Mm-hmm. But by Manny Diaz being the D coordinator and the creator of the turnover chain, you know, when a lot of defensive coaches become head coaches, my initial thoughts are, okay, we're going to run the ball and play a uh, hard defense. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We got offensive weapons, so I mean, we do. We always, we always have like some really, some pretty nice weapons offensively. But you know what? They said, it's usually the quarterback that kills us. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Malik Rozier, Corey yes. Harris. We could go down the line. Oh, Jacory, <laughs> man, Jacory would be having the illest game and throw the ball fifty yards for a pick. And like, killed the game. So happy it killed the whole game. <laughs> Yo, it was crazy. I got his jersey right in the closet too. I am upset about it. Yeah, man, it's rough, man. Because I thought the kid was gonna be nice. Yeah, yeah, I did too. But from what I've been hearing, Jalen Williams was the most accurate out of the three. Well, that's what we need, man. We yeah. need accuracy and stability. Yeah, stability I is have definitely the key word there. Yeah, man, we started off uh, we started off good last year and it ended up seven and six, man. And um, you know, I think that's because Rozier was really just he started folding. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just it started hitting them bad. So I kind of I kind of think that was part of it. And sometimes you just have seasons like that. But um, now that Coach Manny's in there, man, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that it works out, man. Because you know, I was happy to get Mark Rick. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like we needed somebody like that. And they were always saying the knock on him was he couldn't win the big one. But we were at a point in time where I would just want to get to a big one to win. Yeah, we just need to have a winning record. That's what we needed. Yeah, man. Because coming out of those yeah. uh, those penalty years was rough. Yeah, man. But that, that first year, I think that was Rick's first year, the one where we ended up beating Notre Dame. And I was talking mad trash to everybody like, yo, we're going to No, beat no, no. That was, that was the second year. It's second year. All right, yeah, yep. When we smoked them I'm on like, national TV. Yes, sir. I told the streets. I was like, look, we're winning this game. I don't know what you're talking about. Our defense is crazy. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, that must have been like the biggest game in their eyes because we lost after them. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> win another game. Yeah, not another game. Not another game. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst part about it. It wasn't like, oh, well, y'all just lost to Clemson. That joke was just like, no, nah, no, they no. We, we just showed up to Clemson and they smoked us. <laughs> yeah, man. We just happy to be there. <laughs> yeah, man. But that was a good season. So we need that, man. We need like a good nine, ten win season, man. We need at least to have a shot at the college football playoff. Yeah, at least I would like that. I would too, cause it's, I already know it's gonna be Bama, but, Clemson, but it's, and man, let's be honest, man. It's hard to beat Clemson, man. That's just a stacked program. No, it is. I, I'm not. I'm not denying that. Yeah. But just make it to the dance. If we do something, then we do something. But just make it there first. Yeah, it's that's tough. That's the only thing. Like I ain't worried about Florida State. Hate them. You know what I mean. We play tech, you know, we play other people. I'm not really too worried about them, but when we got to play Clemson, man, it's just like, all right, 
you playing one of the best out. And if we were to beat Clemson and then lose after that, I wouldn't even be too mad, man, if we're trying to progress up, you know, and head in the right direction. Right. We just need some greatness restored back in Miami. It's been a long time coming. But first, yeah, we need to take care of business on August 24th because they got Florida just yeah. smoking our boots. I don't like that. Well, I mean, they usually do that because it's an SEC squad. And for some reason, like, whenever we would play, I guess the most, I guess the team that I feel like we played the most in the SEC in the past few years would be LSU. And that's when we would have trouble. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're probably just using that as a barometer, you know, and then they're going to try to go from there. But, but the SEC I think we can get Florida is not, SEC is not strong to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I mean. It's maybe two or three teams, and that's pretty much it. It's Bama, it is, LSU. but the rest of the team. And then after that, it's like, eh. Yeah, it's sometimes Auburn. It's sometimes Georgia. It just depends on what they want to do that year. Right. So, yeah, hopefully we can come out, man. That would be a really, really good uh, start to the season, man. We we beat Florida. I like it. Oh, I'm with it. Man. I can't wait. Yeah. But we're going to see what Manny does, man, because it's really all on him. And I ain't going to lie to you. I have no clue how he'll be as a head coach. I'm I, pulling for him. I, I don't have any idea either. I'm pulling for him. Him or Dan Enos, to be honest. Yeah. Manny was out of there, man. Manny had accepted another job verbally and everything. He went to Temple like, I'm gone. Yeah. And they well, said, nah, you can get this joint. He was like, nah, I'm out. Oh, where? Oh, I'm going back home? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, y'all can have that, man. I'm going um, to head on back to Coral Gables. I'll take this nice 90-degree day. <laughs> yep. But, yeah, so that'd I be just, interesting, man. I'm I eager just to don't, see that one. I just don't want them to say, like, if we do get on a winning streak, I don't be like, oh, the U is back. Well, I mean, they got you, man. No, see, that's the problem I had when we did have that good year. They're like, oh, the U is back. Is the U back? Yeah, I'm like, what? give us time. Give us time. Yeah. We are not. We're doing well, but we're not there yet. I feel you, but they do it because you want it so bad, man. It's it's a school that, no matter what happens, when we're good, we look the coolest out of all the colleges. That's true. But when they, we're good, do they really want us to be back? Because we are not the yeah. dar- we're not the darlings of the NCAA. We never have. But that's the thing. We're not the darlings, so it's a villain to root against, and. The streets love to you. Yeah, yeah, you know? of course. And that's what it is. That's how it that's how it goes, man. You see a lot of these programs, man, they don't really have it like that, man. You know, and then our players continue to just kill in the NFL and come with some pizzazz. It's called Hall of Fame U. Mm-hmm. Hall of Fame U. Yep. It's real. <sighs> Good luck to Jerry Williams, man. We're gonna need it. Yeah. Definitely need it this season. <laughs> I'm pulling for him. I'm keeping my eyes on him. Let's see what happens. As long as we beat Florida State and Florida, I'm good. Nah, I know you're a real U fan. That's right. I care I, I, <laughs> what happens. I hate Florida State with a passion. Like you just don't understand. No, no, I yes, take that back. No, you understand. I'm, you understand I'm exactly there, where bro. I'm coming I'm from. Like, bro, I don't care what we do. If we beat Florida State, I'm good. <laughs> I don't care if Florida State is trash. As long as we beat them. Yeah. Yep. That's real. Because they swear up and down. They just shit. Yeah. Every time. Crazy. But uh, let's see. I don't have anything else on my list. Unless something else you want to touch on today. 
No, I think we did a good job, bro. I think we got through it and, you know, really had fun discussing all the topics. I think it was it was a good podcast. Nice flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what you looking forward to this upcoming week? Because it's week two, you know. A couple more um, starters to be, be making the uh, making the rounds. Um, you know, I'm going to probably catch that Hard Knocks episode tomorrow and um, lead into Thursday with a couple games and I just want to see some of the other guys get out there. I think one of the things about uh, the preseason that I like the most is seeing like the players that were probably injured mm-hmm. or had something happen last season, see how they bounce back. So I'm interested mm-hmm. in seeing when they're going to let Darius Geis play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want them to let Jimmy G play, but see if he plays at any point in time and you gotta knock just see how everything pans out. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But sometimes I just don't want to risk it. Yeah, I want to get your take on preseason, uh, the whole idea of preseason football next week, though. Oh, yeah, we can definitely get into that. I definitely feel a way about preseason. All right. <laughs> but uh, I think that's it for this week, man. Okay. We can wrap this one up. This has been the Gridiron Guys podcast. I am Sean Pesos. And it's your boy, Russ Digi. Till next week, y'all be safe. Yep, be blessed. Peace. Peace.